So I remember when I started this whole faith journey thing uh, a good couple of years ago, and I, I, you hear it in a lot of songs and hear a lot of, in a lot of prayers and hear in a lot of meditations or homilies, uh, the use of the word heart, it comes up all over the place. And as a 17, 18-year-old young fella, I had no idea what a heart was because we worked on tractors and tree houses and explosions and firearms and whatever we, whatever we could... You know, the whole, the whole area of the heart was a bit unknown to me. Um, yeah, I was in for a rude awakening shortly after that. But, but uh, yeah, so the heart, the heart, the heart, the heart. It's so, it's so, it's so central to us. Um, and it's a, it's a, a, a hidden universe, all that goes on here. It's, it's, just, it's a hidden universe. <clears throat> the exterior of a person, what we see, the facade, um, may have very little to do at all with what's going on inside. In fact, the persona that we present might be motivated by all sorts of insecurities and all sorts of hurts and all sorts of history and all sorts of uh, experiences that we've had, uh, which we hold in our hearts. So just briefly, like the, the, the heart is it's your interior life. Okay? okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, that's where, for example, when you're told uh, that you're good enough, when you succeed, when you have the affirmation and the love of a parent and you know you're safe, how does that affect your body? It doesn't. It has nothing to do with your body. Everything to do with, with your interior life. Now, my, my, kind of, my, my heart has a, a resting place or, or a place it can go, home. Even that word, hopefully, should be positive for most people. Home, this idea of home, that, that's like a place of the heart where I can, now, I can now rest. I don't have to put on any kind of a show. I can just be me. So we tend to be kind of slobs more at home than, anybody, than anywhere else. Do you know, we're very presentable everywhere else. We go home and it's just couch potato because we're home. We can just relax. Uh, that's the, kind of the, the place of, 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 of the heart, you know, where I'm safe. I don't have to put on any show. Um, it's that place where when someone looks into your eyes and you know they love you. That doesn't even have to be romantic love, by the way. Even just the love of a friend, the love of, of, of uh, someone that, that you've maybe even like, suffered with or kind of trying to realize a, a project together or just, you know, so, someone, even on a, on a team, brothers, that kind of thing. And you, you know this guy has your back. You know you're together. Like that, that kind of, that's the heart. Again, this, that, that, that's where that kind of experience goes. It goes into the heart. You know, I'm not alone. I'm supported. I have friends. I have family. I have someone who loves me and romantic love in, in that as well, of course. Uh, someone who cares. There's someone who cares. Someone who actually would notice if I wasn't here. <laughs> that, that's all in the life of the heart. It's also where experiences like being told you're not good enough. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never succeed. You'll never be as good as your older brother or sister. Uh, it's those experiences of rejection, those experiences of trying your best and failing anyway. That's, that's where they all lodge, in there. So every person then, like considering the amount of things we do and say each day, our hearts are full of all sorts of experiences. Say, like if you're in a, in a family situation that's difficult, um, if, there's, if there's violence or... Uh, the absence of, <clears throat> of a parent or a parent who has addiction. There are experiences on top of experiences on top of experiences on a daily basis for years that are all accumulated here. 
So there's a lot. There's an awful lot in every single person's heart that you know nothing about, and chances are even they don't know everything about. We don't fully know our own hearts. Do you always know why you do what you do? Do you always know why you're afraid to do certain things? Somebody says, I'm just afraid. Why are you afraid? I don't know. I just don't like it. But why? Why? What's motivating your fear? What's behind it? What got you there? Maybe you don't want to know. So all, all this life of the heart, this is what you see. This is where the Lord wants us to make room. Because it, it, it's, it's, our heart <clears throat> is the real us. Kind of the messy us. The, the, the non-Botoxed, non-Yves Saint Laurent, the non-Fendi us. Right? The us, unshaven, they say in Italian it's a great expression, nudo e crudo, just the bare bones, warts and all. Oh, there, 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 that's how we say it in English. The warts and all us. That's the life of the heart. That's where the Lord wants to come in. And that's why, this, the second reading that, that uh, Louise read for us there, what proves that God loved for us is that he died for us while we were still sinners. So the Lord's love for us is shown so, to be so great because he died for us while we were still manky, while we were still dirty, while we were still imperfect. That's when he dies for us. That's when he shows his love for us. Not when we have reached a certain plateau of perfection and holiness and sanctity. No, while you're still down in the mire, that's when he dies for you. Why? That's your life. That's the interior life that you live in, and that's where he wants to come. Right in there, into the dirt that you think you live in. Into the dirt that you've experienced, into the hurt and the pain. That's where he wants to come. That's where he wants to make his home. So the Feast of the Sacred Heart, like it's, this, is more, this is much more than just a, a mere devotional. I, I, I really dislike when, when these devotional things, when these devotions are considered merely devotional. This, this reveals something very, very profound about how God loves you. That's why God, in his wisdom, saw the need to reveal this again or to kind of, like, it's, it's not like the devotion to the Sacred Heart revealed by to, to Mar- St. Margaret Mary Alacock. This wasn't the first time we heard about Jesus' heart. Right, St. John reclining against uh, Jesus' heart in the Last Supper. That's when the Sacred Heart devotion begins, if you will. In fact, if anything, the, the first apparition to Margaret Mary Alacock was on the Feast of St. John, 27th of uh, December, uh, 1673. Again, so we're, we're tying in this devotion into Scripture. So this isn't anything kind of, if you will, new, but it is something that we did need to rediscover. Even in our own day, 2022, do we still need to rediscover the heart of Jesus? Absolutely. But it's been in Scripture all the time. It's been there. We just have to rediscover it. So Jesus is there presenting his heart, that image printed by Batoni, which we find in the, in the church of the, the it's a Jesuit church called uh, Il Gesù Bambino. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a relatively simple image, but depicts so beautifully the, the, the gentleness with which the Lord offers his heart. But if you look at the way he offers his heart, there is no protection around it. There's no safeguard. There's no kind of, he doesn't have one hand slightly in front of it. Or he doesn't kind of hold it back and kind of make you come for it. Or there's no, there's no way that it, like, he's, his heart is just defenseless. It's defenseless. So each one of us is called to this heart which the Lord doesn't protect but presents he presents it 
He shouldn't have to. He should make us jump through hoops. He should make us earn this. Because it's, it's such a worthy treasure. He should make us achieve certain things before we get there. And now you've proved yourself worthy, now you can have my heart. But he doesn't. What proves his love for us is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so his heart is unprotected. So we can approach it without fear, as we are, warts and all. And what do we find when we get there? We find a heart, again, it's like this is all just so non-human. This is the, like, we, we find a heart that's irradiating light and love and warmth. A heart, though, that isn't just, if you will, like powerful or a source of grace. A heart that we see has suffered for us. A heart <coughs> pierced by thorns, <clears throat> a heart on fire, a heart pierced with a lance, a heart with a cross thrust into it. So when we get to this heart, again, it's not, it's it, it, like the Lord makes himself so accessible and so small and so humble and so broken that we can find a way in. He doesn't make this hard for us at all. All we have to do is simply approach just try and go there, go to him as he presents his heart. And there then, it's, just, it's so beautiful, like the sacred heart of Jesus. We have the sacred heart of Jesus, and the gospel is what? The, um, Jesus leaving the 99, going in search of the lost sheep. So again, this is revealing his heart. So his heart is what? His heart is one that doesn't sit on a throne a million light years from where we are, happy out in the glory of heaven, while we drag our way through life here. That's not God. It's not. He's the one who comes down from his throne, sets his crown of gold aside, embraces the crown of thorns, and goes in search of you. And when he finds you, he rejoices. He rejoices. More than over the the 99 that are already just. He, he, he's, he's so happy. To, so you can imagine, like, if you've lived, if you have had the experience of living a life far from God, when we start to come back, as you start to come back into the light, you begin to feel fairly disgusting. <laughs> as you approach the light, you look at, you look at the, the dirt of your life, you go, my goodness, I'm rank. For anyone who isn't Irish, that means I'm really dirty. I'm just... Ugh. Okay, so you're approaching the Lord. And the closer you get, and this is, this, is kind of, this is the danger zone then, because then you might say, as I get here, as I get here, I'm so absolutely disgusting, uh, maybe I shouldn't continue the journey. Maybe I shouldn't get any closer, because the more I come into the light, the more I see my dirt. Maybe, maybe I'm actually better off in the dark. Maybe if I, if I pull back, at least that I'm familiar with, that I know, I'm safe there. Because the, the further I go on here, the further I come into the light, the more I see the reality of who I am, and it's not pretty. So what do you think the Lord says to you at that point? I mean, what are the two voices here? What are the two voices <coughs> at this critical moment? <clears throat> if the Lord saying, come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me. I present to you my heart, on fire with love for you. Come to me. 
And then there's the other voice saying, you're not worthy, you're not good enough, and you'll never be good enough. Now, where do you think that voice comes from? And which do you think is the voice of truth? The Lord who goes in search of the one lost sheep. He goes in search of you. Rejoice with me, he would say. I have found my sheep that was lost. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one repentant sinner than over 99 virtuous men who have no need of repentance. Dear brothers and sisters, the, the interior life that all of us have, we have it. All of us have an interior life. Let us invite the Lord in there. So not just to like the exteriors of our life, the kind of just the, the external Sunday observance or the external pilgrimage experience, but to invite him into, into those experiences of hurt and pain and loss and rejection and joy and success and love. Invite him in there. That's where he wants to live. That's where he deserves to live. May we make a place for him in our hearts as he is preparing a place for us in heaven. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to thank you all so much for joining us for uh, the various homilies on YouTube or Spotify or wherever else uh, you watched or listened to us here in Holy Family. It's a great privilege to be able to uh, reach uh, so many people from our humble little chapel here in Waterford. Uh, we'd like to announce, though, a, a way that maybe you can help us. Uh, we've noticed over the last couple of years the great need for youth ministry and men's ministry in this country. And rather than just cursing the darkness, we want to light a candle. Uh, like Holy Family was just so providential in the way the Lord set it up, uh, we really feel called to set up something uh, to deal with the issue of men's ministry and youth ministry here in this country. So many men who finish with various prayer groups or youth initiatives, and then in their mid-20s, 30s, there's nothing for them or there's very little for them or there are little pockets of youth ministry around the country but they're relatively small so what if we could bring them all together what if there was a place where there could be monthly men's ministry that men from all around the country could come and learn how to be men of faith learn how to be fathers of faith uh, learn how to to uh, to live in this fairly complicated world uh, as men who follow the lord so we'd greatly greatly appreciate uh, your help in making the vision that we have for men's ministry in this country a real uh, a reality. So we bought a six acres of the forest up behind the house here and we hope to build, we have plans to build a fairly large uh, centre uh, which we are intensively calling uh, Domus Patris at the moment, the house of the father. Uh, so we're building that uh, with the help of God soon. We've had the preliminary uh, meetings with the local council and that. So uh, we just have to fundraise. Now we just have to fundraise for it. So if you would like to help us, we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of it. If you haven't got the, the, the financial means, please, please pray for us. All the help that we can get from your, your good selves is necessary and greatly appreciated. Uh, so if you wanted to donate, you can go to holyfamilymission.ie. And there's a donate tab there, a little donate button. And we'd be greatly, greatly appreciative of anything that you can give towards uh, this, this wonderful initiative, which we know will bear great fruit. So thank you so much in advance for all of your help. And God bless you.